Hi, my name is Isabella. My name's Run. And you're, you're watching, watching the Scarf Podcast. You play to win. I play to fight. Let's drop the to another exclusive edition of The Sheriff. Guys, today we're doing episode number 154 of The Sheriff Podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are many, many perks to have a platform like this. But one of the best things for me is being able to interview and chat with the players and role models that I grew up watching when I was growing up. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have that guy. Now this gentleman is someone that I wanted to be like as a player, as a teammate, and also the type of man that I wanted to become. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm gonna introduce my guest tonight. He hails from Amherst, Nova Scotia, at six foot two, 230 pounds. He is a heavyweight. He was the franchise player for the Hull Olympique and the Saint-Hyacinthe Laser. He played over 500 pro games in six different leagues. He is my idol and a role model to many, super dad and coach of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Craig Martin. How are you doing tonight, my man? Thank you. I got to clap along with this, man. Oh, wow, wow. Thanks, man. What an introduction. Well, yeah, but thank you for coming on. Now, I got to get the elephant out of the room right off the hop, man. This is the first thing that I noticed when I saw you tonight. Now, I know there's a little bit of a story behind it. I'm going to let you go, go ahead. Uh, you know, when we, you reached out and asked me to come on, uh, I said, what can I do? You know what I mean? How can I appear interesting? And, uh, you know, like I've always liked Hockey Night in Canada, and it was always Coach's Corner. And uh, Grapes, you know, we talked about that before. Um, you know what went down? We gave our views on that. Yes, we did. And uh, yeah, so I just thought this is a great tribute to you, Grapes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. I like it, buddy. I like it. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you a couple reasons why. Here, well, first of all, here's your Coca Cola Classic from the classiest sports bar in Toronto. Bottom line, 22 Front Street. The place is absolutely rocking. One of the reasons why is is in the building but dude honestly with the whole grapes thing um i appreciate it greatly because he's one of my favorite people he helped me a lot going through the process of junior going into pro and you know i owe a lot to grapes and you know like he's one of my idols as are you and this shirt is one of the best tributes that i've ever seen yeah so does it, does thank it you it? very much does man. it work oh it definitely works bro not only does it look good on you, but the reason why makes it even better. Yeah. So, dude, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood right now. I know you are, too. I want to let the audience know about Amherst, Nova Scotia, dude, because you've been on the show before, and there's only a few things that we can really touch up on, Craig, because the live shows are a lot shorter than our, our two-and-a-half-hour Zoom show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that you can check out on Spotify. But, you know, all jokes aside, though, Craig, Amherst, Nova Scotia, man. I'm going to tell you what I think, but I'm tired of hearing myself talk. I want you to talk a little bit about Amherst, man. Wow. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> These are what the real podcasts are all about, my friend. You know what? Like, I have a lot of mixed feelings right now. Uh, such a great... 
you gotta you gotta feed the, that wolf of the positives, right? Of course. And I don't want to like be a Debbie Downer or Downer here. Like uh, hockey is a tough sport, it's a tough grind, you know. And uh, sometimes there's not, you know, you don't have fans. Sometimes you don't have fans. You got a lot of haters out there. Yes. But uh, but I mean that doesn't reflect on the town itself. Um, I had a lot of great support in that town. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Billy Riley, a lot of guys, a lot of people. Uh, but there's also a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, hard, like a, a lot of, little bit of pain. Like, um, going, some of the stuff you go through as a black hockey player in a predominantly white town. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of grind, big grind, big grind. And, uh, but I mean, overall, as a town, can't speak enough about it. There's a lot of support. I love it. I call it my home, um, and I just try to remember to think about the people that were in my corner, right? So yeah, uh, hockey growing up at a young age, at five lacing them up uh, on my ankles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wore those lane skates. Okay, they, they right on. I used to wear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you know what? We had a great like. Uh, it's a great town. Great sports town, definitely a great hockey town. Uh, I could tell you, like my coaches, like I'm gonna like, like some of them I don't remember your names. Sorry guys, went too many punches to the head maybe. But um, <laughs> but I know you know what I would not have gotten where I've gotten without a lot of these guys being a role models and male in my life. Yes. Um, so yeah, like uh, I can't speak enough though, like about the sports aspect of that town. Like I mean, man, like you had a lot of great people, Billy Riley. Mark McFarland was a guy that came out, got multiple championship rings. Um, yes. Guys like Jamie Matthews that never really went on to the next level, but he was a superstar at Sudbury. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. He, unfortunate that he uh, he had an accident and, and that ended his career. But, I mean, like, you know what? There's some solid players out that way. So, yeah. Am I rambling a little bit? No, you're now? definitely not. I'm <laughs> loving every second of it, Craig. And, like, the thing is, brother, is that I'm glad that you mentioned those names right off the hop. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to remember what we mentioned the last episode. I think it's between nine and 10,000 that we're talking about for this town of Amherst. Yes. Now, saying that, probably less 50, 60 years ago. Now, How many? from a town that small, Craig, to have three guys, three gentlemen, I'm not even going to call them players. Let's just three human beings to be able to play pro hockey Bill Riley, Mark McFarlane, and yourself, all from a town that small. And the experience that you and Bill Riley had, like, dude, it's, it's priceless. Like, like does it, how does it make you feel like being a part of a group like that? When I get back in these environments, yeah, like uh, sports, hockey, I, I love the game, man. It's a freaking awesome game. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but you know what? I, I sell myself short sometimes on like the accomplishments, right? Like, and but like you said, like three guys coming up and uh, doing the things that we did in a small town like that, where you don't, you don't really, you might not get noticed. Um, it just, and you're talking about Billy, like man, like I mean, I even take Billy for granted. Like you know, growing up, we were yeah. always at his cottage, and every time, like me and Mark and all, we come back from playing in a, a year, playing out like hockey somewhere. Like we just go first. First stop is Billy's Cottage, right? That's so <laughs> cool, run, man. And just, just, uh, just hearing it. Yeah, just a debrief yeah. on the year, and he'd always tell me, "You're too small. You got to get some thickness up in those chests. You got to, you know." And uh, 
But yeah, no, um, I've taken him for granted. Like that guy, you know, like being one of the first pioneers, man. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, just being more educated to it. Like as I, I've grown and matured in life, like, right? So, um, you know, I can't speak enough. And then your counterpart over here giving me this, uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm, like, I'm starting to. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Where is it? It's right over here? <laughs> yeah, right here. right here. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so wow. This is a this is a live show, so things happen on the fly here. So my brother-in-law, Danny Granger, did a very, very nice surprise gift right yeah. before the recording, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Craig. And um, so so this was your how old were you? Well, I was like 17. Okay, 17 yeah, years you know old. What? And Mark's on the team? Mark's on the team. The the page that we opened up to. Mark's on the team. I saw another guy, Scott Bede, doesn't play anymore. Jamie Matthews. Danny, why don't you just, why don't you just come in for a sec? Yeah, Jamie Matthews is there. Ladies just, and gentlemen, Danny Granger Art with the authentic London Knights jersey. I just, just seeing those guys, I mean, Jamie's father, Frank, hockey dad, built a rink in his backyard. We always were there, lights, everything, man. Something you see right out of, I don't even know, like. And he was the guy that drove us, and me and another buddy, Craig Gibson, which is a good friend of all of ours. Yes. And he watched out for us at the rinks. Uh, his dad had a van. Everybody fought to be in that van on every road trip. Um, but I mean, those are the early, I'll tell you a story. Yes, I, I might please, be, please. I'm getting all over the place here. No, but, no, no, we love it. So. I can't recall exactly when that was. It might have been before I went to Hall. So it might, I might have been playing AAA hockey here. Okay? Because when I first tried out for these guys, I was an underage and I got cut. Okay? So then I ended, went to play AAA. And then I was walking home from school one day. And I would have to walk by the arena. So the boys were in one of the yellow buses. That's what they drove, the big yellow buses oh, yeah. on the road trips. And... <laughs> The boys are yelling, Martin, Martin, where are you going? We're short guys. You want to come and play with us? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I can. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to. Sure enough, I don't need to go home. They go, we got gear for you. I jump on the bus with them. I go and play no a game. Way. They're playing against Halifax. I'm, I'm, I'm like 15, 15. I play in Halifax. Okay. We, we got killed. Like, like, we were always like the lower team in like the league. And, uh, but all I remember, I got two assists. And I, and I hammered their, their captain on Halifax. He's going around the back of the net. And I'm 15. I don't even know how to hit, but I hit him. <laughs> and I dropped him. And I had about four guys on my back. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I didn't know anything about fighting then. But um, yeah, there's a... Yeah, no, Craig. It's perfect timing <laughs> because, no, you said 15 years old, right? So now, listen. I was going through some notes today. And I just noticed that when you were 15 years old, you weighed 253 pounds. Where'd you get that? Don't worry, man. I do a lot of research, man. Oh, yeah. 253 pounds. <laughs> so this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the tournament that you played in prior to the junior draft, prior to Hull. And I want to talk about Mr. Pat Burns, because we're wow. in Toronto. Wow. And he's one of my favorite Maple Leaf coaches. Wow. Yeah, please, please and thank you. Uh, we went to, uh, so when I started this, when I started playing midget, the coach pulled me aside and said, you know what? You're going to run into some scouts. Because, mm -hmm. like, I never thought about the NHL. I didn't know even Major Junior. Did I you just... know what a scout was? No. 
Okay. And, and yeah, he no, just, I hear you. And he just I said there's going to be some scouts at the games. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let you know that. Like, just just make sure you talk to me and don't do anything or say anything. And I said, well, okay. And uh, for sure enough, as we played, there was people that came up and talked. But we ended up going to this Qantas tournament. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. It was a midget AAA tournament out of Hall, Quebec. And uh, we played in the tournament. Like, you know, like I was a big boy then. Like I was high school. 253, there you go. Then how tall were you <laughs> at 253? I was 6'1". 6'1", 253, 15 years yeah. old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, I could still get around the ice. I could put the puck in the net. And, like, you know, I played physical. And uh, so the Hall Olympics were playing in their barn. So they, we went a tour. We did a tour of the dressing room, and Burns and a couple of the other brass stopped. They, they were in their rooms. They came out, and they said, hey, can we talk to you for a minute? So the, my coach and myself came, and ne- next thing you know, they put me on the scale. That's how I know I'm 250. So this is Pat Burns, Burns former he, Toronto Maple Leaf coach. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Rest in peace, by the way. Rest in peace, by yes. the way. And, uh, yeah, so they put me on the scale 253. They said, oh, we'd like the way you play. And I never thought anything of it. <laughs> and then uh, they come that spring or the summer, they're hiding me out in a hotel in Montreal and they're drafting me in the fifth round because nobody knew that about me, right? So, yes. yeah. Okay, yeah. so, I mean, stories like this are priceless. So, so, so Pat, okay, so Pat Burns was your, so he was your coach. He was your coach for how, for how long? No, no, okay, so Burns, uh, Pat drafted me. Pat drafted you. Right. Okay. And then Pat went to... Pat went to uh, Sherbrooke. Okay. Went to Sherbrooke. Okay. That the year, the first year I came on as an underage for junior, Pat went to Sherbrooke, and so Alain Vigneault took over. That was his first year, so he was my coach all through my junior. Alain Vigneault. No big deal. <laughs> I, just, I love him just, now. Just, just, just <laughs> NHL coaches are all over your resume, Mr. Yeah. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So, so pretty much, they had like. They they had they knew something that that pe- other people didn't know, and they were able to get a close look at you. And in return, you didn't really talk to any other teams, and they yes. were able to get you yeah. in the fifth round. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah, were yeah, available. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So now, let's talk about how quickly you became such a good player for Hall, though, man. Like you, you really stepped up quick. No, because you know that I'm a stats guy. So how did it feel? To be like that type of player, finally, the most sought-after player for the Hall Olympic. It start. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm just tell it like it is, okay? So it started. <laughs> it started off very humbling. Okay. All right. Like I was an underage coming in, and we had, we had got, we had like uh, Steph. Oh no, Stefan Cantel wasn't there yet. We traded for him. We yeah. had Stefan Matteau. Yes. Martin Gilina. Yep. Uh, Cam Russell. Uh, then we had a lot of other guys that really never went on to play big hockey, but were good players. So this is the, the tough guy, Cam Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Cam was a, just a hard-nosed, stay-home, safe defenseman. Yeah. Great team captain. Yeah. Like, he protected me as a 16-year-old. There was a guy, Sylvain Maillet or Maillet out of Verdun. Okay. And, and he's a 20-year-old. Yeah. And uh, one thing about Vignon was, like, he tried to protect me as a 16-year-old, right? And uh, so he wouldn't let me fight Maye, and fucking Russ stepped in and fought him for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, and give it to him. And I, and I didn't know Cam as a fighter then. But then once years went on and he got to the NHL and you see him going toe-to-toe and exchanging, 
I was, I was blown away. I'm like, holy shit, who's this guy? I just remember, like, you know, we are talking about grapes earlier. I just remember watching the Rock'em Sock'ems, and I, I think Cam Russell was, you know how Don would have, like, featured fight bouts yeah. in the videos? Yeah. Cam Russell was on a couple oh. of those years, man. Yeah, yeah. And it was when he was on Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, is he ever tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I'm telling you. He's so, really tough. So, Sean, so, so back to humble beginnings. So we had this team that we were supposed to make it to the Memorial Cup, right? That we were supposed to. We, went, we were 0 and 9 to start the year. <laughs> 0 and 9. I remember Vin, this. And Vigneault. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I say this? Yeah. Vigneault comes in. So we were coming back from a road trip. He already threw the food in the river. He said, chuck that food in the river on the bus. He wouldn't let anybody have their food. So we got back in the dressing room. And he went around the room. And he just pretty much cut in every guy. He just said, what you're not doing right. And he got to me and he says, you know what you're known in this league? He said, you're six foot three black man with friggin' a six, a six inch dick and no balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the way those terms go sometimes. Like that's, that's what he said. Oh, I know. Exact words. Yeah. And, and, then, and then he said he was going to bag us, like skate us. We didn't skate. He went around. He tore a strip out of all of us. We went down to the bar at the end of the thing, and everybody had pizza and beer, and we thought we were the best, and everybody's all happy. We're going out now. Curfew. And then we went on like a friggin' like, I don't know what, like 15, 10-0 and 0 run, and then yeah. we ended up making it to the Memorial Cup. Yeah. So that's where it started. Just, I guess, just feeling, feeling accepted. Somebody call you out on your shit, and just basically just be direct. This is what I need from you. Right on. And then, you know, yeah. Well, I definitely, I definitely appreciate that story, man, because those are the real stories, yeah. and that's the stuff that goes on. And, and the funny thing is, is like, I mean, that's like a perfect example of how things have changed a little bit now, Craig. And you know as a coach, because you're a coach now, I couldn't even imagine coaches saying or doing the things that oh. coaches did okay. 20, 30 years ago. Like, there would be, a, you Sorry, know what I'm Al. saying? <laughs> The, like when they say the game has changed, it's changed at every aspect, especially the playing and the coaching. Yes. Yeah. I think we got to be in agreement with that. So, okay, so dude, we have kind of a combusted live show, which I'm super excited about. So what I really want to jump into now, Craig, yeah. is the NHL draft, bro, because okay. I mean, it's so rare that someone gets to experience something like this, but the individual stories are priceless. And you, my friend, I mean, 98th overall, bro. Like, that, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good draft for you. So my questions for you is: Did you go to the draft? Okay. And 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 what was? And did you know that it was going to be Winnipeg deep down? All right. So you know, back then, if I if I get this right, you're supposed to be. Uh, what is it? You have to go in the top three rounds when you were. 18, I think, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, they right. changed the rules okay, since, okay. but, yeah. So, what, my, the first draft I was eligible for, I didn't get drafted, because I had to go in the top three rounds. Yep. So then, the year after, I could go in any round, mm -hmm. okay? So, I didn't go to the draft. I went to the one that I didn't get drafted in. Yep. Excuse me. And then I didn't go to the one that I got drafted in. And uh, I was uh, at a beer garden. <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch of buddies. Actually, it's for the Ramblers. It was okay. a it was a Amherst Ramblers. It was a junior team. It was a beer gardens, and we were working it. Um, and then it was all over, and we were all excited. And I knew 
that the, the draft was happening. And um, I told my mom when I left, they said, we're all heading out to the beach after, like just to have a little getaway because we all worked our ass off to raise money. And I said, you know what? You might get a call from a team that, you know, like the draft's going on and somebody might call me. So I, so <laughs> I left and uh, my mom, and I don't know how she got a hold of me now because we didn't have cell phones. Isn't it amazing if you think <laughs> about that? No, but just think about it. If I, my cell phone's gone for two minutes, I'm freaking out. Yeah. You're getting drafted. Yeah. You're getting drafted. And are you even thinking about how are people going to get a hold of me? Yeah. It was completely different mindset yeah. back then. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I just said, Mom, yeah, so if somebody calls, just whatever. And so, yeah, so I, the next day I got home, and she goes, oh, I got a message for you. So, yeah. She goes, some guy Mike Smith called. <laughs> so it was a general manager of Winnipeg, right? Yeah. So I got drafted 98th overall to Winnipeg, and... Uh, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I, I didn't really want to get drafted by Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Like uh, anybody but. No, that's fair enough. Uh, I just knew it was cold. That's why. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's, that's the only reason why. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great feeling. Um, uh, and the rest is history. Just, yeah. The rest is history. And, and the reason why I like to bring it up, Craig, is because like I just, I find that like the NHL draft is a family accomplishment. I think that the families need to take a lot of credit for the player getting drafted. Yeah. They're only 18 years at that at that point. And to that point, you know, our parents and families are with us like through and through. So I just think it's like a group thing with yeah. the NHL draft. So, okay, so the next thing I wanted to jump into, the reason why I'm smiling is I'm a Buffalo Sabre guy. Now, when you were with the Florida Panthers, okay, yeah. so you get called up to Florida. I just want you to talk about the fight that you had with the famous Rob Ray gotta hear this the fans really want to hear about it man. because i talked to razor about it and he said that he was the one that went after you he is did. that is that true oh yeah 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 let's hear this i man. can't remember this actually all right I'm, it's interesting because wayne wayne uh, cowley the owner yeah, of yeah. bottom line so i was just talking to wayne he told me that gilbert dion was just in last night mm -hmm. so for the leaf game and Gil, me and gilbert were roommates and when i was in um uh Winnipeg's uh, Florida's farm team. Yep. Uh, Greensboro. North Greensboro, Carolina. Yeah. okay. And uh, anyway, so the long story short, I got called up. We had a rookie party the night before. So that was a little rough. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, actually, Rich Crom was our coach. Great guy. Great coach. And I uh, remember, Gilbert said, Cromer, want you on the phone? Cromer says, Craig, they're calling you up and they're in Buffalo. And I'm like, all right, Cromer, I don't want to go. <laughs> I feel a little rough, but um, anyways, no, I went. Uh, I got in, and uh, I arrived and waited for them in Buffalo. Yep. Um, it was really cool at the at the hotel. John uh, John Van Beesbrook came and met me in my room, and uh, he was an NHLPA rep. Gave me a bag full of clothes and said, "Welcome aboard, kid." And uh, I was like, "All right, all right, cool, cool." And then the next day, went to practice. With, did the pregame with the team. You know, like you're, you know, the nerves are going and, you know, you don't know anyone and, you know, you want to, you want to perform. So, you know, I just, just got through the warm up. I mean, got through the pregame, get to the warm up. And you know what? I, I got to play a regular shift. And That's that was, that good. was, that was awesome. Yeah. And, um, and I was on, you know, obviously on the fourth line, but Hassig was in nets. I was playing well. The dominator. Got a, yeah. Got a few shots on nets, but I was running everybody. Like I was, it was <laughs> the odd, right? The, yeah, you know, the oh, glass man. is just... And I was running every everyone, and then I here on the bench, somebody chirping me on Buffalo's bench, and um, and it's, 
Mr. Rob Ray. Rob Ray. The guy that's been in NHL for how long? And I'm sitting here giving him shit like, yeah, you whatever, get a shift. Giving him shit like that. And, uh, and I, anyways, yeah. I, got, I was going on the ice, line change. Um, I knew it was coming. I knew yeah. it was coming. Right? You could like, feel you know, it. You could feel it. Yeah. You know. And uh, so once our line was on, boom, their line jumps over. He's there. I'm lined up on the boards. It was in the zone. He's across from me. Puck drops. He comes right at me. And you know what happened. Oh, yeah. Just, there was no talking. Yeah. And just, it's just adrenaline and just go. Razor said you were one of the strongest guys he's ever fought. Oh, yeah? Just so you know. Oh, wow. Okay, so that, that's pretty cool. So, so Craig, I mean, and I appreciate that so much, buddy, because I'm, I'm a big fan of both of you, yeah. as are all the, the fan base, yeah, so yeah. we appreciate that. Oh, that guy's amazing, so, man. Before we go, I just want to kind of talk about the skills that you've developed in the last couple of years, and I'm going to point out what I mean. So now, if I were to think about Mr. Craig Martin's strengths, I'm thinking about ability to interact and connect with both youth and parents. Yep. You have the ability to talk to the parents. You connect with the kids. You have kids that are playing. You're the ideal coach. You're upbeat. You're positive, and you're enthusiastic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what people want to awesome. see. That's what lifts people up. When people are in bad moods, that's what can make them feel better. Yeah. You got that gift, okay? You're transparent and fair, but what you really do is you want to focus on the skills of the kids improving, yeah. okay? That's what I think, Mr. Craig. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, you know, I got a, I got a little taste of hockey last year, uh, coaching. I was fortunate to coach my youngest. Uh, he's playing select, uh, eight-year-olds, and I just, I, I feel strongly that you just need like people that are invested, that actually have the patience and the time and actually care to teach them at the grassroots. Um, you know, once they once they develop skill and their attitude starts to develop, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's tougher. You have them as innocent. And uh, it's a beautiful game, and I love it. And it's nothing better than, you know, working with a kid on a, a certain skill, stick handling or a, a toe drag or anything, and you see them actually accomplish it. And just the smile on their face, and you're looking at it, and they're just they're, 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 how proud they feel in themselves and that's what it's all about man right on bro it is what it's all about so right before we sign off i know that i i know that you have some incredible programs going on i know that you're really trying to develop the east side of toronto to keep the players on the east side right i know that you're part of that movement now did you want to did you want to give any info out for craig martin hockey i know you got some pa day camps coming up <laughs> let's get that out right before really? we sign up oh yeah okay cool yeah. Uh, cm hockey uh on instagram on instagram cm hockey underscore um, if you want to get a hold of us, it's uh, cm uh, info at cmhockey.ca, and uh, you know we just uh, try to develop, a, you know, like just a, a supportive atmosphere. But you know what? We want to challenge the kids. We want to see them succeed, and uh, yeah. It's a great program, and the reason why I wanted you to do it is because I am for the growth of hockey. I'm for the growth of the hockey in the East End. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want your kid to be better at the game and to develop as a person and a player, this is the guy to help them do that. So on that note, we're going to sign off. I thank you so thank much, you. buddy. This was one of the funnest episodes hey, I've ever had, buddy. Thank you. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Sheriff. 
We're signing out, guys. Oh,